Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and let's get started. I am back with Omar Oropesa with uh, not only a million dollar income himself, having produced five million dollar earners in his company and with over 90 locations around the country just really beginning to grow, already having the biggest growth in his, uh, in, in, inside his company in the last 25 years. And growth is just really starting to begin. And so there's nobody better to ask this question to. But welcome back, Omar. How you doing, Larry? Glad to be here. Yeah, Omar, I'm curious. You brought up the thing about becoming a pro uh, when we talked last time. Talk. What would you? What's your thoughts on becoming a pro? What does that mean? What that means is number one, you're going to learn all you can learn about your business, and um, you're going to try to get around people who are winning in your business, and if not live. Nowadays, with like audios, you can listen to. I mean, there's just really no excuse. You could read books about it or whatever. I remember I used to drive 11 hours up, you know, all the way, drive up there to Atlanta. When you would run a meeting, you didn't even know who I was, but you were one of the huge people in the company and you would run a top 10 weekend every 90 days, I think it was. And so I was living Miami, Florida, and you're in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'd rent a car because I drove a jalopy. It would have never lasted 11 hours up and back. I would rent a car and I'd grab a couple of my guys and we would drive up 11 hours and we would spend two days learning and listening. And so what I've done is I've worked very, very hard learning all of our products, learning all the skills, people skills, closing skills, asking questions, really learning how to uh, bring value, you know, to our clientele and representatives that work with us. And it's just really all about how much you want to do it, right? I mean, if you want to do it half-assed, you're not going to win big in anything, in no business, right? You look at these pro athletes, man, they are working their tail off. They're lifting weights. They're running. They're watching videos. They're doing all they could do when nobody's watching. That way, when everybody is watching, they look like a pro versus an amateur. And so anyways, that's what I did is, is I just really got wrapped up in learning all the skills needed. And I would work at it and work at it and work at it. When nobody was watching, I'd work at it. That way, later, when they watched... I look like a pro. Yeah, and what I always told people, you know, you have a choice in anything you want to do in life. You can either be an amateur or a pro. And, you know, really top amateurs can occasionally go out there and beat a pro. But it's going to be a fluke <laughs> because 19, 19 out of 20 times the pro is going to win because the thing about being a pro is you know what to do, you know when to do it, you know how to do it, and you do it whether you feel like it or not. And uh, by doing it that way, you put in the repetitions 
Nobody escapes the repetitions. You've got to put the time in. It's not just practice. It's the reason you want to get around other people. It's like as perfect a practice as you can practice, practice as perfectly as you can. It's like sharpening a knife. You know, when you start sharpening a knife, it can be dull, but you keep sharpening and you're going to get a razor edge on it. And that's the whole idea of exposing yourself to the best and brightest because it allow and, and working. You know, it's not just listening, sitting, listening, but going out and applying those things and knock those dull areas off of your uh uh, you know, your your game, your approach, your schedule, your thinking. And so when you would go up to Atlanta, what uh, to those meetings, what would you bring back? What do you think you brought back that was transforming for you? Well, one of it was vision. You know, when you're new in the business, you don't realize it, but your vision is small. You know, you're like, if only I could earn $100,000 a year, because you think that's a lot of money, right? <laughs> Then when you earn it, you go, uh, where did all the money go? Right. Okay. Maybe, uh, you know, half a million will be good. But anyways, so vision was one thing I'd, I'd drive up there and I'd listen to you and who was the Yankee guy? Uh, Bob Turley. Blank. Yeah. Bob Turley. Bob Turley talking about his airplane and, uh, how he would recruit people and grow his organization. And Frank Dillon was up there. And he was in his growth years there. And, and, and just vision was one thing. Then the other thing was how-tos. They would all give you nuggets, little tips on what they did. And so I was there, and I was writing notes. And you know what's amazing? There are people in meetings, and they're out in the walkways, hallways, talking with each other having meetings with each other when there's multi-millionaires on stage teaching, right? I mean, talk about what a dumbass these people are, right? I, I was always in my chair, writing notes, learning. You even used to give out at those events, little booklets, handouts. And um, the group that drove up with me on our lunch break, dinner break, we would all review all the nuggets that we got, and we would cross-reference each other. And as we were driving home on the 11-hour drive, we would review things. And it really rallied our, our small team, you know, where we all were close. We were in line. We were um, tuned, you know, the right way. And so vision and the nuggets and applying it and, and those road trips where I grew those relations with those leaders like a Wayne Luke who works with me now and a Joe Ortiz who works with us now. And, and they were the nucleus of our organization at that time. Yeah. And the thing is that the, there's a fine line between what, what you're trying to do is jump is to identify the fine line between mediocrity and greatness. And the, the thing about uh, people that are average that's confusing to them is they'll do most of the time, uh, even failure, people who fail in one activity. Now, you know, many times they'll do 98% of what they need to do, but they won't go the extra step or two. 
And uh, you know, like they'll go to the they'll go to a meeting. They'll sit through most of it. You know, they'll pay it. They might take some notes, but they're not going to really pay attention. They're really, you know, they're not going to be thinking about how can I apply this when I go back home. You know, like like right, right. now, it's like it, you hear, and I know you've heard it. You you have your training, and there's always some moron who comes up and says. Uh, Where's the meat? You know, when are we going to get the meat here? You're always talking this and the other, but you never, the real meat, how you do it. And I said, listen, you idiot. We've, we just, <laughs> we've just covered about a hundred to do's, but you're so lazy. You never apply anything. So you're looking for entertainment. You know, it just goes, since you never actually use any of this stuff, it just goes right over your head, and you've heard it before. You've never done it. You're looking for some kind of easy way out. And uh, when you say, where's the meat? What do we need to do? What you're looking for is, what can I do to escape the work? Have you ever heard that thing, where's the meat? <laughs> oh, yeah, and really what they want to ask you is, okay, all that crap is good that you just went over, but what's the real story? What's yeah, the easy I love way it, yeah. to do it? You know? Yeah. And it's like, that's what I want to give them a, uh, um, a, uh, a karate chop right in the Adam's apple. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, there is no easy way to get rich. There's no easy way to grow wealth. But you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it more than we could ever verbalize. We could ever explain it. But it's work. You got to roll up your sleeves. You got to learn what you have to learn. You have to get out of your comfort zone. Okay? Because that's really what they're asking you. Where's the meat? No. It's that what you've let them know makes them uncomfortable. And they want to know, is there any other stuff they could do that is comfortable? Right? And the answer is no, there's not. So anyways, um, yeah, karate chop right in the Adam's apple. How you like that, Larry? Yeah, exactly. You've got to, you know, it's one thing to expose yourself to the people that are where you want to be. It's another thing to pick up those ideas and go back and go to work with them and start using them. And what uh, uh, I appreciate you, you you filling us in on that and get your insights on how you go out and go through that transformation and uh Next time, Omar, I want us to talk about vision and mindset because you said, uh, one thing you said was, we thought we had a big vision, but we went up there and we realized we didn't. And the thing is, a lot of people are held back because they've never really got clear on, they're just trying to do it. They're trying to learn it and they're trying to do it from like an employee standpoint, like I'm supposed to be doing this and this is how they do it. And I'm trying to get myself to do it because suppose, you know, something good will happen to me, but they're not really specific about their own life and how you get that vision and, and an amateur people are not working really have not gotten the first step clear in their mind about why they would throw themselves into it. And that's why it's so hard for them to stay focused and to, to really put the extra effort in because they're trying to please other people or they're just really not clear how this is going to pay off for them. So next time when what we talk... What it is, Larry, yeah. what it is is they don't know what they want. 
They have no idea what they want. They're they're wishy-washy, nilly-nally, whatever the word is. They just go through life like a robot. Next time we get together talk, let's talk about how to break that cycle and get out of that mealy mouth, wishy-washy type approach to life to where you'll dig in, make a commitment, and take a stand. So let's do that one next time. Thanks so much, Omar. It was a pleasure. It was a lot of fun, great information. Look forward to doing it again. Thanks for listening to this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind with me, Larry Wydell. If I've helped you in any way, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. For more information like this, listen to our other Million Dollar Mastermind episodes and check out my Wydell Academy YouTube channel and visit us on WydellOnWinning.com. I'm the Million Dollar Mastermind, and until next time, go, go, go.